What's up, guys? Welcome back to yet another episode of Free Coffee. My name is Rob Riley, and today I'm joined by Nick Rogers. Uh, he's the 21-year-old college dropout and CEO of Posted Media, where, among other things, he handles personal brands and helps create digital assets and digital products. Um, he's got one of the most ambitious set of goals I've ever heard, personally. Um, so if you're looking for some inspiration, some social media tips, and some business building advice, stick around because he shares a lot. Um, I really hope you guys enjoy this one. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. If you do enjoy this, please share it on your Instagram story. Tag me and Nick. It does help a lot. Thank you. Enjoy this. This is Free Coffee with Rob Riley and Nick Rogers, CEO of Posted Media. Let's get it. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Free Coffee. My name's Rob Riley, and today I'm joined by Nick Rogers. Man, thank you for being here. Of course, bro. Thanks for having me. So shout out to Dante for connecting us. Um, we both yeah. go to the same real estate um, sort of meeting, networking event together, and we met there, and we got talking and texting, and I sort of got really interested in what you do. Right? Of course. And I thought about it. And what I was... Thought, let me, let me yeah, butt yeah, in yeah, real yeah. quick. We're already starting with the questions. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> but what was like... What'd you hear from me that was like, wow, I'm interested? It was the talk about like digital real estate, digital assets, gotcha. and making money with the internet. Yeah. Right? Because everybody talks about it. Of course. Everybody does. Of course, of course. There's so many phonies in the space. There's so many people Absolutely. that think they do it. And for you, which now is probably a good time to tell people what you do. Of course. So w what I do actually, I mean... Do you want me to just go and right into the backstory, like where no. I started from? What's your What's your title? W okay, what do I do? Um, I'm the CEO of Posted Media. Um, I have a business partner as well. We're 50-50, we're and we do digital marketing and advertising for personal brands and businesses on the internet, and we, we blow them up, basically. And we don't just, we're not just an agency. We're a company that partners with our clients. I also own a bunch of other social media accounts, um, and that's kind of how I got my start is just trying to build cash flow online and it's just kind of developed into this. Yeah, which is crazy because my listener base, um, I do have a widespread, yeah. but the concentration is between maybe 16 to 35. For sure. Right? Millennials and early gen, or yeah, early gen Z. Um, and when you talk about making money online, it's such a blurry space, right? Of course, of because course. Because there's a lot of ways to make money online, but there's not many people that actually do it. And it's been going on for a lot longer than people realize. Because really? a lot of, so a lot of people, you know, they, they hear dropshipping and they hear, you know, mm -hmm. Instagram and Facebook, but like it's been going on way before that. And, you know, if anyone remembers MySpace, really? there was influencers on MySpace way before, like I was never on MySpace. Mm -hmm. I just barely got on Facebook a couple of years ago, but, um, <laughs> Like MySpace had big influencers and they were making a ton of money. And before that, you know, early web, um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, he's a huge mm -hmm. name in the space. Everybody that's listening right? to this, but he knows started Gary. his business back in the '90s, right on the uh, right on the web, and he was buying, you know, on Google AdWords and you know SEO and all that for cents on the dollar. Now it's massive, but people have been doing it for ages. Okay, all right. So I think that's the perfect amount of context. To start with, right? Because now people are hooked, right? So yeah. I'm going to do my little thing in the beginning. It'll go to the intro music, yada, yada, yada. Now we're about three minutes in. Boom. Okay. That's Nick Rogers as he sits right here, Perfect. right? But 
how did you get here? How so did I get here? there's a bunch of questions I want to ask, but the first thing I want to dive into yeah. is where'd you grow up? What was your early inspirations? That sort of stuff. So I grew up right here in uh, Syracuse. Awesome. Um, on the east side, so we're, we're on the north side. So maybe maybe you're here listening in Syracuse. Maybe you're not in Syracuse. I don't know how you're listening to this podcast, but I'm in Syracuse, which is in the middle of New York. Yeah. A lot of people confuse that because you say New York and they're like uh-huh. New York City. Because yeah. I remember, um, you know, back in high school days when you travel for a club or something, mm-hmm. like you meet someone from Florida and they'd say, oh, you're from New York. And they just like freak out. <laughs> but I'm like, nah, I'm from Syracuse. Upstate, see <laughs> Anyway, so where did uh, I get my inspiration from? Yeah, what was early? It was, what were some early inspirations? Yeah, what so were you into? I was always like into sports. I was very competitive. Um, I was always good in school. So I played baseball, basketball, and then eventually I played golf as well. Okay. And golf is a great sport, sport for business. Yeah, um, definitely. Where did I get my inspiration from? So like, I'll relate this way back. So when I was like mm-hmm. a little kid, things that I loved a lot, and you're going to, you might, you know, be like, what the heck is he talking about when I say this? But like Legos. Okay. Building puzzles. And like, really? I don't know if you know what Lincoln Logs are, but like, yeah. you're building something, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, Like the little log that's, cabin pieces. Yeah, that's where I kind of get my inspiration from because it's, you're taking different pieces and you're piecing it together and you're building something that's like, wow, that's crazy, right? And to a little yeah. kid, right? Legos are of course. crazy when you're building something cool. But now I kind of relate that to business where, okay, I have my employee, I've got uh, the content I need to produce, I got my client, I got the contract, and I got to piece that all together and make some money from it. And that's kind of where I get my inspiration from is building something. I, mm-hmm. I enjoy building something. So whether it's, you know, another thing that I liked was woodworking. I really like woodworking when I was growing up. Like my dad taught me how to use tools and all that stuff. And it's the same thing. It's that process of building that I really relate to business and, you know, just putting the pieces together and making something happen. Coming from sports, do you find that the game that you used to play of sports of like having an objective, working with a team, scoring a goal, like making it that whole process, do you, do you think that sports led you towards business? Um, n- yes and no. I actually relate sports more like working on a team, right? You're mm-hmm. an equal to a lot of others, right? You're not making the decisions. You're working with others. I relate kind of playing on a sports team to being more of an employee because now as a business owner of two three different LLCs, you know, I have multiple. Um, I didn't explain that at the beginning, but it's just how it's set up. But yeah. at being the business owner, uh, and controlling things and making decisions, it's all on you. Like now it's now it's a little different. Now you're now you're the pitcher, right? The quarterback. In, in, in the yeah. quarterback, right? But to a different level because you're still not really yeah, you're a part of a team, but you're making the decisions, you're telling people where to go and what to do. So yes, yes and no. Okay. I think it was more um me wanting to be independent and gotcha. going against like like I don't want to work a regular job. Yeah. No, I understand that completely. I grew up playing soccer. Yeah. So I played all the way through varsity. I actually didn't play my senior year. Um, That's when I stopped to start a business. But I think looking back, I agree. I love the team sort of work, teamwork sort of mentality, being a part of a team, all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it helped me with people skills. But I also grew up skateboarding and doing other things solo. Yeah. I also grew up starting little businesses here and there. And I always loved being responsible for my own results. And the power of, you know, being yourself and like being alone is very, it's very intriguing. It's very powerful. Have you ever gotten, and maybe I'm jumping ahead now because sure. we're not talking about childhood. Sure. Now we're talking about now, but you have a partner, 
but through business, do you ever find that working by yourself, doing all these things, you know, working so hard, do you ever get like lonely? Do you ever get like, so, you wish you yeah, were? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, people are like, oh, you must be so lonely, uh, blah, blah, blah. You just work on your business all the time. Like I get that criticism all the time from friends, former friends, like everybody, right? When, yeah. when I say I own a business. And do I get lonely? Sure, I get lonely, but it's like I kind of enjoy it because mm -hmm. it's in my, it's my space. Like I'm just doing what I want and no one else can tell me, you know, what else to do. All I have to communicate is with employees or virtual assistants or whatever, and that's it. Tell them what to do and go from there. Make sure things are happening, but then, then I get to do what I want to do. And that's kind of like the freedom aspect of it. I think um, people criticize being obsessed and people criticize being lonely. But at the end of the day, you have to be obsessed to be successful. And at the end of the day, people want to be lonely. Everyone's always talking about, oh, I just want to go on vacation. Well, you're lonely on vacation. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. No, I'm the same exact way. And people always think there's also, you can be lonely in a headspace, right? So like yes. you think differently than most people. 100%. Right? You you can't talk about these things with most people. 100%. You know, they're not going to I'll give you a perfect it. example. Please. Right? So when we're at these real estate meetings, right, I can't really talk about what I do because it's not going to make sense in relation to where I want to go with real estate investing. Well, it does make sense, but it's not going to make sense to others. You're talking about it so, on a different level. Right. So most people want to, they're just getting into investing. They're trying to make money with real estate. Me, I'm making money for my business and putting it into real estate. So most people want to start with a single, a duplex, a triplex, and that's fine. But for me, it doesn't make sense because I can go start a piece of digital real estate, cash flow way, way more, and then dump that into a 50, 100 unit property that I can't make money, like I can't make money on that scale on social media, but I can in real estate. So that makes more sense. But no one at that meeting is going to relate to it. Yeah. So it's a completely, when you're thinking in terms of real big, like there's a great quote from Donald Trump, okay? But it's, uh, he says, as long as you're thinking, you might as well think big, right? Like and that. that's no one in, not no one, but that's the biggest thing I've struggled with. Nobody tries to think big, even when they think they are. And that's, you know, it's a different headspace, like you're saying. It's scary, man. It's And that's exactly what I'm saying, is, like, people don't get it. We're surrounded by people. We talk to people all the time. But when you're thinking on a different level, and I don't mean to toot my own horn, I don't mean to toot no, anybody's of course, horn. No, of course. But even if you're thinking low, if you find yourself surrounded with people that are thinking big, you're going to feel lonely as well, because you're not going to contribute to that conversation. Absolutely. It's the same on the other end of the spectrum. All right, cool. So something I'm really interested in, so now we got through your childhood. We got through the early stages. Yeah. When did you realize that you wanted to make money online? What was oh, the... Dude. So, yeah, yeah. What I, was I that moment like? So it was like, okay, so for me, I started really getting interested in business probably uh, in high school. It was probably like sophomore or junior area year. And I was like... Um, so first I wanted to do ROTC. I wanted to go Navy ROTC. I was like, I'm going to go to the military. I'm going to get set for college, all that stuff. Because I was still set on, you got to go to college. You got to do that. And now I realize it's completely different. You don't have to go to college to be successful. You actually dropped out. I dropped out. I'll get to that in a okay, second. All right. Yeah. So where did I realize like I wanted to go into business? It was sophomore, junior year. I joined a club called DECA, which is a business club. I'm not yep, sure if- I was uh, a member of DECA Cool, cool, cool. And uh, so I ended up going to internationals two years in a row. For that junior senior year and I was like wow I'm pretty good at this like I can make something of this and I was trying I had all these different ideas I always had real estate in mind mm -hmm. but I never knew where to like go with it so then eventually I'm like okay I gotta go to college I go to college um, 
you know, I had a regular job. I worked at a golf course before that okay. for two, three years, and that was it. Um, but I go to college, and I'm like, this sucks. Like, I hate this. Absolutely. I was at the University of Pittsburgh. I was there for business. Uh, I was a dual major in finance and economics. And I was like, this sucks. So about a month in, I'm like, yo, I need to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Two months in, I dropped out. <laughs> Next day, my parents picked me up, and uh, I came back home. And I'm like, okay, I got to get a job first. I need money. And that realization of like, let me let me bring it back to where I was in college. I was, you know, watching YouTube videos. Do you have to go to college? I was writing things yeah, down. I was yeah. like, what do I want to do with my life? Like real estate, like I want to invest, like I want to do my own thing. Like I don't want to work for somebody like because I, I hated working for people. But I was like, okay, I, I need to find something. And I know college isn't it because at the end of the day, after four years, I'm going to be 100, 120K in debt. And I don't want that. And that was with a 50% scholarship. So I was getting half of that paid for. And I was still going to be 100K in debt. So I said, I'm out of here. That's it. So I come home. I get a job. I start selling cars. I sell cars for a year. And in that time, about three, four months in, so this is in, this is probably in uh, early 2018, I start making money online. I start researching. Well, I probably started researching you right when I dropped out. You did start making money? I did start making money. I'll okay. explain. So I started with drop shipping. And that's where there's... Dropshipping is really a fulfillment model for a business, but there's something called Shopify dropshipping. It's just commonly phrased that, um, where you set up a store, you put products from a Chinese wholesale website called AliExpress, or there's other ones, but AliExpress is the main one, and you uh, sell those products on your store, and when somebody buys it, you then buy the product and have it shipped directly to them from the manufacturer. And it's way cheaper to source it from China like that, and that's a lot of how Amazon brands do it. They private label them. They, you know, there's Alibaba, there's AliExpress, there's all this different stuff. There's Chinese wholesale, there's warehouses, there's all these different things out there. DHgate. Um, but that's how I started. So I started shipping in products like that. Started selling through Facebook and Instagram. And that's how I developed my skills. So I did make some money, but it wasn't anything crazy. It was more skill development. And during that whole time I was doing that, I was still selling cars. I was still making money selling cars, but I hated that. I absolutely hated that. I did not like being told what to do because they tell you, oh, you're basically, you do your own thing here, but that's a lie. You know, it's, a, it's you have a leader. You it's, have a job. Boss. You, it's a job. It's a job. It's a nine rules. to five and it's more like nine to eight sometimes. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So when you made your first bit of money, yeah, was it like an instant, like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Was it, what did that moment feel like when you made your first couple of dollars? No, so that, that's comes back to the mindset thing. I've always like, I expect success for myself. And, and like that, like, I don't like, you know, last month we had a huge month at our agency. That was the first big, big month at our agency. And it's only the agency, you know, it's only like four or five months old. It's only just really starting to Mm -hmm. develop, but that was our first big month. And we know the next three months are going to be, like March this year is going to be huge. We're talking a six plus figure month. So that's, you know, that's big for us. We're, yep. we're just starting this business and most people aren't doing that, but Not bad for a college dropout. Right. Right. <laughs> but, um, what, where did, what did that moment feel like? That moment? It was like, was it was it? just like, I expect this. Like, I was like, yeah, it's about time. And, and that, that's basically it. Like I expect success. And I think that's where, some people fail is that like, so when you do fail, when you do make a mistake, like, 
like the other day, like I was telling you before we uh, started recording, my computer died the other day. I lost all my files on that $2,500 computer, brand new. Everything, not under warranty. Most people would be like, I'm done. I'm going to go back to get a job. Like, I, I don't have a business anymore. Me, I was like, okay, let me buy a new computer. Let me get this fixed. Let's let's fix this up. Let's let's get going. Like, we got stuff to do. Like, what is it, what's it going to take to get to the next level? Mm-hmm. And I think if you're not in that space where... I got to keep pushing. I got to keep going. And like the, I think the only reason people really fail, like they say nine out of 10 businesses fail, in my opinion, is that you, you gave up, right? You're in debt. Okay. You gave up, right? You just go bankrupt and you're done. You gave up. That's the thing. If you just keep pushing, you're going to find something that works for you. In my opinion. A hundred percent. I couldn't agree more. Because let me just yeah, yeah, finish please. this. Like there's multiple, before I got my first sale, before I got started making some money. There's multiple drop shipping stores I went through. I probably went through five or six before I started making money and I figured it out. I figured out the system. And that that also has to do with the marketing side of things and and that's how I got to where I am now. One of the most popular quotes that's come out of this podcast yeah. from my boy Spatty, L's are not losses, they're lessons. You have to take some L's. You have to learn. You have to take those lessons of course. and keep moving. Of course. It's so important. I've messed up so many sales. I've messed up so much product. I've messed up a million times to get to the point where yeah. I am now, and I'll mess yeah. up another million times going forward. Of course, right? of course. But that's just how it is. That's no, I, I I saw this interview from McGregor the other day, and uh, he said something like, "They thought I was toast, but I'm still the bread." And like, you just got to think like, even when you're toast, you got to remember you're still the bread. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, you get those first couple of sales. Yeah. You're like, man, I taste it, but I want more. Is that it? No, it's like, I didn't make any money on this. Got Got you. Like, I already spent all this money on marketing that I worked hard for, you know, selling cars. Yeah. So now, okay, I got a sale. I'm starting to figure it out. Like, all right, now I got to just double down and keep going. Like, I didn't make any money on that sale, you know? Where did this mindset come from? How did you develop this? Was this from your parents? Were you surrounded I don't know. Like, I have really, you know, I have a great family. Mm-hmm. Um, great family life. I actually still like, even though I'm doing all this, I still live at home. Nice. Um, I'll move out soon, but it's like, it's not a necessity. Like I don't need to. That's so cool. Um, cause I can work from the small office I have mm-hmm. at home. Keeping um, those expenses low too. Exactly. Gives you a lot exactly. more freedom. It's like, um, and now I can travel, right? Cause you know, in a month from now, going to meet with a client in New York city, yeah. then I'm going to go down to Miami in a couple months and meet with a client. And I don't have to worry about house i can you know it's it's cheap right mm-hmm. and i'm only 21 so it's like it's whatever dude and, yeah absolutely. um where did that mindset where, come yeah from? the mindset it i don't know maybe it was sports like you're saying maybe it's that competitiveness but it's also you know a, a belief in in myself um i don't know exactly where it comes from but it's it's a will to win mm-hmm. and it's it's like i believe literally i believe i can do anything yeah. Um, I think if so I put important. my mind to it and I don't see, see, that's a, that's a very interesting question. I don't know exactly where it comes from, but it's very important to have, like, you're not going to succeed if you don't have that mindset, in my opinion, yeah. on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. Like I just believe like I will probably be worth a hundred million dollars, a billion dollars. Like I just know it's possible. Other people have done it. So why can't I? A hundred percent. I think it's so fascinating because people confuse that with ego. It's not ego. It's just it's just a belief. It's just an instead of people that say, 
man, I could be worth a hundred million dollars. If you're not betting on yourself, how is anyone else gonna gonna bet on you? Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, when you go to bed, you expect things from yourself. That's that's the difference between you 100%. and somebody else. 100%. Who the other nine, right, out of ten. Yeah. Right. The other nine are like, man, maybe it's just not for me, man. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not in the cards. Yeah. For you, it's like it doesn't matter if it's in the cards. I'm gonna make it. This happen. is what I want. Yeah. yeah exactly. Okay. So you made your first couple of bucks in drop shipping. Yeah. You're like, mm, like, this is, I, I can do this, right? You believe yes, in yourself. Yes. When did it go from that? What was the switch up to actually getting into it on a larger scale, doing other things? So, okay, so I realized, you? okay, I hate the margins. I was like, wow, I'm getting 20, 30% margins. Man, that's stupid. So then I started, okay, what, what are other options? So I took that opportunity. I hated the margins, right? And I was like, what else can I sell that, like, I, want, I need some margins on these things. I want 90% margins. And I figured out that digital products, right, you don't have to pay sales tax on them because that's a big thing. And that's easy. Now, I also figured out you don't have any cost of goods sold on those. So now I'm like, okay, don't have to worry about sales tax. don't Because that's an extra headache that you have to work with your accountant and you got to collect all these things. Don't have to worry about that. Now I've got, and services too, that's another thing. You don't have to collect sales tax on, on services. So now I got that, um, and now I, I create digital products. So now the, the, the cost of that product is either, okay, I pay someone to make it for me, or I spend my time and I make that product. Now I, I don't have any cost when I'm selling these products. So now I can, the only cost is the marketing. And oftentimes the way I do it, the marketing is somewhat free. So that was like the transition of, I'm going to get away from the physical because now I got to worry about customs, sales tax, all the, the margin. I hate the margin. Headache. And I take it to the next level of, okay, I'm going to sell digital products. I know a guy, I don't know if you've heard of, uh, uh, I forgot the name. It's a big Instagram page, but he made 1.7 mil off an ebook in 2018. 1.7 mil crazy. off an ebook. And it was just him and his brother. So, they just, it, it, so you, you thought in your head, okay, I'm tired of the headache of the physical products. Yes. I'm going to switch to digital products. I'm going to switch to digital products. Where did you figure that out? How did you even think that that was an option? Where did that come from? Just started researching. Just research. It, it, everything's out there. You don't have to take a course. Courses will help you, right? That's another misconception. And we were talking about that. Or you mm -hmm. mentioned that earlier where there's a lot of shady people in the space. I actually work with a lot of personal brands that do sell courses. That's my, that's my bread and butter. Like it's mm -hmm. very easy to sell a course. But we do it in an ethical way. We're not, it's not get rich quick. It's not, hey, um, this course is going to be the answer to everything. Because it's no, not. There's no it's fancy not. promises. This, right. We have real estate client. This course is going to help you invest in real estate just like I did. I have 50, this, this is the marketing we use for him. Mm -hmm. I have 50 uh, units and I make 70 grand a month through my real estate. If you want to be able to do this, then, you know, grab the course. This is, this is my business plan. And people are like, wow, that's sick. And we had we do good with that still. But then you're getting into, you know, these get rich quick schemes of this take this course and you'll make 10K this month. Like that's that's just a lie. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So we don't sell on that side of things. And I definitely recommend people don't buy those types of courses. Um, but digital products, so it could be anything. Let's get back to mm -hmm. I, I think that was your question about digital products. I went off on a tangent there, but we it can be in any niche business okay we'll sell we'll sell a course on how to make money online it could be a mindset we'll sell a course on how to improve your your body 
and your mind and get in a place of success and happiness. Um, we're talking about fitness. Well, so of course on fitness, that's another big thing I'm in, um, is fitness. I, I work out every day, but we build a course on that and that's about to launch the brand for that. But that's what I consider digital real estate. And that's what we were talking about earlier. Um, Instagram pages, YouTube channels, other like social media platforms that are very cheap to build. And it's very inexpensive to sell that product. Cause all you have to do is web hosting. Okay, man. Lots of, lots of nuggets <laughs> there. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Would you say that since you've been in it, yeah. the time from drop shipping to now where you're selling digital products, has there also been a shift in the market? Cause it seems like, seems like drop shipping got flooded. No, drop shipping is still very viable. Um, it's actually pretty difficult to do. I I wouldn't say it. See, when you say it's flooded, I think yeah, there's winning products out there. I think it it, it depends on because everyone out there that's new. And here's a piece of advice for everybody that's listening and you're trying to make money online. Maybe you're trying to drop ship. You're trying to sell. Most people are trying to sell to everybody, and this is a mistake I made. You want to niche down your your uh, targeting. So don't just sell a pair of sunglasses. Pair sell a pair of sunglasses to male golfers that you know. I don't know. Maybe it's a luxury item. So mm-hmm. sell a pair to ma- sell a pair of sunglasses to male golfers that you know have some kind of branding on it that maybe ties to the state of Florida or the the South, and it's a it's at a luxury price because they have money and they can spend it. Right? They have over a hundred k. Right? Because you can do all that targeting in Facebook and Instagram. Right? It depends how you're branding it. That's gonna sell. That's gonna make you a lot more money than selling a pair of sunglasses to everybody because Amazon and Walmart already do that and they have the whole market. So you have to you have to appeal to a specific buyer to be successful. Okay. Where did you learn how to market digitally? Dude, I taught most of it. I taught myself. I have watched a lot of YouTube videos, but it's that that I mean that's where I learned a lot is YouTube and figuring out how things work. Like let's let's see how to figure out how Facebook ads work. Figure out how now I have someone that does that for me. He's number nineteen in the country in return on ad spend. He works with Doritos and all that stuff. But but I work with him now. But like I started by learning Facebook ads and learning how the platform works and learn how Instagram works and and all that stuff. And then you know watching YouTube videos on people's different strategies and then piecing it together and just trying. I think that's the biggest thing is not the biggest thing, right? It's not. I I, I, yeah. I, I say it's the biggest thing on, on everything, but <laughs> but it is a very important thing to test and try and not just sit there. And just be like, ah, oh, I don't know if that'll work, or I don't know, and just keep writing plans. Only one way to figure it There's out. There's only right? one way to figure it out, and that's just go and do it. And I've actually, like, even though I've done that already, has gone and done it. I've gotten caught up in the planning mm-hmm. recently, like in the last two months. Like I've gotten caught up in the planning stuff, and then I have to remind myself, like, what, what got you there in the first place? And was literally just sitting down, putting your head down, and going and doing it. All right, what makes you different? than the people that are currently doing this in the space? What makes me uh, different? I think one thing um, is being ethical. I like that. <laughs> because there's a lot of people that are unethical mm-hmm. in the space. Um, another thing is I can I can kind of relate to everybody. Uh, I, can, I can relate to you on a professional level. I can relate to you on a friend level. Uh, but I can relate to other people. Like, for example, uh, there's a lot of different you know, clicks within the, the marketing space. I can relate to those guys that think they got the 
the ego going on, the the G's, the bros, that type of stuff. And I can relate to the guys that are, you know, reserved, almost nerds, reserved. Yeah. I can relate to all aspects of things. Um, so, that, so that's one thing, but. You'd consider yourself a people person then, right? Like, yes, like I, I can talk to anybody, but I don't have to, like, I don't, it's not that I enjoy it, but I, I could. Mm-hmm. Um, but let, what was the question again? It was, what makes you different? Yeah. What makes me different? It's a very difficult question to answer because there's a lot of people doing similar things. Um, and are you talking, when you say it makes me different, are you talking as an entrepreneur? Are you talking this. as Let me a, do this example. Yeah. Maybe this will help. Right. Um, for me, I'm in a business. Let's, let's talk about one of my businesses, mm-hmm. apparel. Yeah. Okay. There's millions of people in apparel. Yeah, of course. Right. It's a very big market. What makes me different is I just deliver exactly what you want every time. And I do whatever I can to make sure. So that, that there's a, there's a lot of things that make me different. That's why I think I'm struggling with this. Um, but I will say, here's the thing. A client the other day, I, he, he's like, I knew right off the bat from the first call, you guys were the ones like that could get this done. And I was like, why did you know that? You know, because I, I want to know when I'm, yep. you know, on other sales calls and stuff. And he said, because you guys are never afraid to talk, you're never afraid to FaceTime, call me, and you always answer all my questions like on time. And I was like, that's, that's like, like step this, one. That's the stupidest, <laughs> that's the simplest thing. But then I realized like, the competition out there isn't doing that. Yeah. People are lazy. And I think that's that's actually probably my answer. I'm not lazy. Like, I, I can get lazy. Mm-hmm. But when there's something to get done, it gets done. Always. All the time. And most people in my space, I don't think they're always doing that. I think that's true for all business. I It's it's really surprising because especially coming into this with that mindset, yeah, yeah. you just expect things to get done. You expect you yourself to get results, You all that sort of stuff. But in every business, there's people that just won't respond to things. A lot of people are there for the quick money. And I think that hurts people. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Especially, especially with online business. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Have you had any big fails leading up to this big failure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what do you mean leading up to this? Leading up to where you are today. Right. Leading up to to, where we're about to scale big. Exactly. Any um, big like hiccups, any big failures, big, big hiccups and failures that you I, took a lesson from. Okay. So I paid a guy for a website, $1,500 scammed me. Oh man. Just gave me a template and dipped and blocked me on everything. And I was like, that was a, le- that was a lesson learned. <laughs> so how do you prevent that? In the future? That was a big lesson learned. Um, I think it's actually, there's, there's two ways you can prevent it. Um, contract, a better contract. Cause I mm-hmm. did have a contract there, but it wasn't. It was that, but I think it's having, you know, better contracts, right? But also you prevent it by learning from your mistakes. You know, it's, that could happen to anybody. I'm yeah. pretty sure a lot of that other people, again. a lot of other people got scammed by that. Uh, it cer- could certainly happen again, but it's, um, excuse me. There it goes. <laughs> when, 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 you know, going to do that again, it's about finding the right person because, if I can find the right person to build me a website, now I'm going to go back to them over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And another thing that yes and no, because I do like the the virtual side of things with online business, but it's working with people in person. So finding a website guy or gal or, you know, business that can do it in person. Mm-hmm. Understood. Right. Tell me if you relate to this 
Because um, now, I, now yeah. I know where they are and I can come after them. Yeah, yeah anyway. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so the topic of like getting scammed is something that people bring up a lot when, they, when they're talking about business. Yeah. Right? They of say, course. I don't want to do this. I'm afraid I'm going to lose all my money. I don't want to do this. I'm afraid they'll scam me. Yeah. When you come into it with your mindset, right? Yeah. And tell me if I'm maybe missing the mark here. But I've been scammed. You've been scammed. Yes, everybody of course. Gets, everybody gets hit up along the way, right? Nobody has a clear, easy path to, to where they want to go. I've realized now, because I used to be so afraid of that, right? I would work with people and I'd be like half in, half out because I'm afraid of them. Mm-hmm. What I've realized now is when you trust in yourself, when you believe in your own value as an entrepreneur, as a partner, as somebody that's willing to work with somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. When you believe in your own value, you believe that if somebody scams you, it's their loss. It's not your $1,500 that's lost. Of course, you because I could have brought them moving. a ton more business. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I could have brought them a lot more. Like there's, a, see, so you just keep I'm not gonna, well, I have a situation going on right now, but I'm not going to bring it up because I can't yep. right now. But there's a situation like that right now. I prom- I was like, I got a bunch of clients. I can bring you a bunch of business. We'll see if it works out. Yeah. <laughs> but when you when you have that mindset, you can go into partnerships, and obviously you should be aware of things. Obviously you yeah, shouldn't go into things that you shouldn't be in. But you can go into these relationships and not feel so scared because you know your value. You know if somebody, if you don't overextend yourself, mm-hmm. you know that nobody can actually there, take that away from you. Yes, you have to be cautious always. It, it, there's, not, there's not just, oh, I'm going to go do it no matter what. Well, you got to be cautious. You, you want to be cautious. Yeah. But I do have that mindset of like, I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to go do what has to be done no matter what. Mm-hmm. Within reason, you know, I'm not going to break the law. I'm not going to work with somebody that's, you know, scan people, that's a criminal, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So what makes you so much different, in my opinion, is your mindset, right? Okay. And your, your ability. Different, different to who? Everyone. Entrepreneurs, Everyone. business people, general people just out in the world, okay. right? Even if we're relating you to the difference between you and somebody that works a job they don't want to work. Yeah. Right. The the only difference is you're not willing to let yourself be there. You'll do the yeah. work to get yourself out of that position. Yes. How much time do you spend like on mental stuff? How much time do you spend? That's a good, that's a very good question. So, um, this past year was actually big for that for me. That's a good question. Cause I actually want to talk about this and I think a big thing, you know, that, that plagues a lot of people these days is the internet but let me explain a lot of people use the internet for entertainment they're using these apps for entertainment um and they're not using it to make money get ahead get successful right there's no reason you should be scrolling through instagram in my opinion like yeah i'll scroll through it for like five ten minutes i'll check things out see what's going on uh like i'll check twitter i'll check you know i'll go on all the different news sites i'll check the news and see what's going on like i you know yeah that's normal. I think that's fine. But if you're scrolling through there for two, three, four hours a day, you got a problem. That's not good. You're addicted. That's, that's really not good. And um, I I think one, okay, so one thing I did, I just deleted a bunch of apps, okay. like a ton of apps, like Snapchat, mm. gone. I deleted profiles on apps. Like I've deleted, not deleted, but I've logged out and just like gotten rid of profiles for the time being temporarily mm-hmm. of like personal profiles and apps just because it's a distraction. I think eliminating distractions is huge. Um, I developed a morning routine. So I get up, you know, I do a quick stretch. I do a lot of like, I, I, 
do neck exercises because really? neck is huge. Okay. Um, that, I mean, it's not huge to mindset, but it's something that I like to do because yeah. I always had kind of like a skinny, small neck mm -hmm. and it's, I've always been conscious of, you know, the weight room and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's another thing. Lifting weights is huge. Do it every day, five, five, six times a week. Not, so not every day, but yeah. that's, I think that teaches, yeah, it builds your body, but it also builds your, your mind's like, like if you can push to the end of that set, you can get to that next rep. If you can do it, do another set before you leave. Mm -hmm. If you can do that extra 10 minutes of cardio for the day, that pushes your mind to another level. And that's a work ethic I started to, to develop back in high school, like four years ago. And that, that helped with the business side of things. Um, another thing for mindset. So I think it's eliminating distractions, develop a morning routine uh, where you get up, you do this, this, and this all in a row every single day. Now you've got a system. You get up at the same time. You do the same things. Um, I think being in the gym, being active, being healthy, eliminate distractions. And another thing, and this is huge, and this is a huge problem. Like I never really had a problem with it. And you're gonna, you're, you might smirk, you might laugh at me, but I think this is damaging a lot of people in our society, especially men, especially our age. Porn. Yeah, it's damaging a lot of people. So I never had a problem with that. But I, I started doing what was called NoFap. Okay. Right? And, dude, the energy has been actually insane. Really? So uh, I started, like, the I first heard about it, kind of like um, sexual transmutation from Think and Grow Rich. I read in that book. And then I started researching. And I came across NoFap. And I was like, so I never had a problem with it. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I'm going to, like, try consistent with it. I'm going to just go for it. And it's been crazy. So I think... And, and let me relate this back to Chinese medicine too, ancient Chinese medicine. I'll talk about that in a second. But I think a lot of people have a big, big problem with that. And it's damaging society. Like it's, it's become commonplace to say I, I jerk off and I watch porn. And I'm like, dude, that's disgusting. Honestly, it's kind of <laughs> disgusting. Like one talking about it, but like really sitting there alone, touching, yeah. touching your uh, private parts. It's like, I don't know about that, man. It's been so <laughs> Just, common now. Right. Um, People, whatever, so, but let me let me relate yeah, it back to the, yeah. the so in ancient China, the emperor, right? He was only allowed to ejaculate once a month, and it had to be in the empress. And they said it was to conserve his energy and bring him to a higher vibration, whatever you want to call it, preserve his life force or whatever. He could have sex with other other women, could not ejaculate, and he could only do ejaculate once, which was in the empress. So that's you know it's interesting, <laughs> right? But they said it was to conserve his energy, and I right. I honestly believe it. I honestly really? believe it works. Really? Yes, okay, and I think so that's a, a huge part of the whole mindset. So no fat. Yeah. Is that, it just means don't watch porn. It means well, don't masturbate. It means a lot of people take it different ways. Okay. Um, I think I think for me what's worked is, you know, just no masturbation and only being with women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay. Interesting. And, so and it's not of like, it's not like, oh, you can't, you can't do it, but yeah. it's more like, I'm going to conserve my energy so I can, strong. I, yeah, conserve my energy so I can focus on what needs to be done. It, it's a distraction again, back to that distraction, interesting. but I think it's a huge one for a lot of people. Okay. Interesting. So that keeps your mind strong and it keeps like, it keeps it. You've seen a boost keeps in your you, physical energy, like physical energy. I look better. Mm -hmm. Skin's better. Uh, and I'm more focused. Really? That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. Yeah. Um, what would you recommend if you could recommend yeah. one thing to somebody listening that they could do today 
mm-hmm. to make their mind stronger or get them closer to like a higher emotional or mental being. Uh, okay. That's, that's a good idea. Like just one tip that they could do. What if you were to give people one point of advice yeah. to work on their I, mind? Okay. I would say, um, one, uh, it's kind of a two part thing. One, just eliminate distractions, put your phone in the other room, turn it off, put your computer away, go away from other people, family members, friends, everybody, coworkers, employees, whoever sit down with a journal and just sit there and just write just like about anything about what's going on today, about your goals, your aspirations, and just then write and get things down. And then revisit revisit that in a week and make sure it's dated and understand like where you're at. Like distractions, that's the biggest thing. Just eliminating distractions and getting your thoughts down where you can visually say, this is what I want out of life. Do you journal? Um, I'll document often. I mean, not that often, maybe once or twice a month, just Mm -hmm. to like, okay, this is where I'm at. So now I can look back in 10 years and be like, boom, 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 boom. Like, this is where I was at. This is where I am now. Like, that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And that's something I can share with like my kids too. That's why I love this. This is why I love this. Because I can also, I mean, man, you and I can sit down in three years, Mm -hmm. look at where you were to where you are. Of course. Another three years from there. For sure. But even if we don't do that. Sure. We have this. We have this sit down recorded forever. Of course, you know what I mean. Like this exists that, forever. So that's another thing that I, I haven't gotten there yet. But personal brand. So I yeah. build personal. That's like my, my business is building people's personal brands for them. I'm not at that point yet. I I want to make some more money before I actually build my personal brand. But when I do, it's going to be massive. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be, blink of an eye, I'll have a million followers on Instagram. I guarantee it. I'm proud to have this interview. <laughs> what are you at right now? I only have like a thousand or something. I haven't tried. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, I haven't put the wheels in motion yet. But gotcha. when that happens. Why haven't you? It's just not beneficial yet. I don't need it. Got it. All but right. when it happens, I'm going to build it to build one of my next businesses that I'm already working on, a mm-hmm. concept that I'm working on. But when I do it, it's going and make more connections Yeah. like this. But when I do it, it'll happen in the blink of an eye mm-hmm. because I know how to do it. Right. You've done it time and time again with. Other right. People. Now I'll do it for myself. Do you think it'll be easier to do it with yourself? Do you think? No. Okay. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. Um, Yes and no. Okay, so yes and no. Yes, because I'll have full control over it. I know, like, sometimes with clients, you got to tell them over and over again, like, this is what you got to do. Like, go do it. And then they'll be, okay, okay. And then they won't. So there's there's that training process. So I I already know that, right? So yes, it'll be easier in that sense. But no, in the sense that you're just in this bubble. You're not conscious you're just in this bubble. You're not conscious of, you're not always conscious of what other people are looking at. People around you are seeing, right? So with a client, I can tell them and I can observe and all that stuff, but they're just in the moment. Mm -hmm. So that's why I actually think a business partner and employees that, you know, I've built a team already, right? So that team will be used to build my own personal brand to fund the next business. So it's, it's the machine and it's having people around you to tell you, okay, to direct you, right? Because I direct clients, but I need someone to help direct me. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, yeah, that's, that's my answer. That's fascinating because I, I almost didn't ask that because I thought it was an obvious yes. I thought you'd be like, well, yeah, but <laughs> but no, that's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, more of a personal question for sure. Um, not I, that we've already gotten personal, but <laughs> <laughs> but but literally, um, I've recently, yeah, I know a couple people that are selling a lot of product on TikTok. 
And I was wondering if you're working on doing anything in TikTok at all yet, if you see any opportunity there. Yeah. What do you what are your thoughts? So I do see a lot of opportunity there. Um I haven't. I, I did make some accounts. I didn't start posting too much content on there. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's an interesting place. Yes, TikTok is crazy right now. It's going off. It's it's baller. TikTok is sick in terms of the reach and engagement you can get. It's nuts. Um, I know people are selling a lot of product there. I know a person that is selling a lot of product there personally. However, I've already got a system that's working for me. I'm not. Yeah, digital real estate is a thing, but where does every, where have I seen that everything leads back? I've already seen TikTok happen before. It was Vine. TikTok is Vine. Now they can make different improvements that might change the app, and they they might live a little longer. But and and there's an opportunity certainly there to make money and grab attention. But I think the big play is YouTube. Everything leads really? back to YouTube. Everything leads back to YouTube. You look at every single creator from every platform that's been out there. YouTube is the one that creates the best audience, the best brand, people get to know you, and you make the most money from it. But TikTok, what I will say is yes, when I do a personal brand, if it's still around, maybe in a year, I'll jump on it for sure. But it's like, th- there's gonna be another one coming up. There's gonna be another There's gonna be another new platform that I can jump on. So I'm not, I'm not in a rush because I have a system that's working for me already mm-hmm. that I'm making money with. So, so it's all right. Gotcha. So, and... Let me add to that. That's the thing when I first started that I struggled with was jumping around to different things. Mm-hmm. Now I've already I've already learned that lesson of like don't jump around. Don't jump from this business to that business to that business to that business. Stick on one, build it up, get focused, and you'll make a bunch of money with that. And then I can go build that. Did then you, I can go build that side of it. On that point, did yeah. you think that did you jump around because you were like, oh, this isn't happening quick enough. This isn't happening quick enough. Or was it was it more like I see opportunity here? Then it was just... It was both. Okay. I still see opportunity everywhere. Like, that's another thing mm-hmm. on the mindset that we were talking about. Yeah. People just don't see opportunity. Like, I'm like, wow, that'd be... Like, why can't I do that? Like, that looks sick. Like, I yeah. want to do that. Uh-huh. And they're like, they just look at you like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm like, I look at them like, what are you talking about? But mm-hmm. but um, I see opportunity everywhere. And that's the thing I've had to train myself in terms of relax. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it'll be there. Mm-hmm. There's always opportunity. Like... I'm saying like a lot, but <laughs> but back in so let's let's say back in the 70s or 80s, there's opportunity back then. It certainly wasn't the internet, but people were people were getting rich back in the 70s and 80s. People mm-hmm. were getting back rich back in the 1930s. People were getting rich back in the 1800s, right? People are getting rich now. There's opportunity everywhere. I think it's just finding um, one that's available and that you can take advantage of. But yeah, don't don't hop from different things. The reason I ask is because. Me, I started my first clothing. I'm going to put, for anyone that's not watching, I'm putting brand in quotes. Because first clothing brand. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just selling t-shirts online with a heat press logo. And I was hopping around. I was trying to like sell some clothes. And then I'd maybe get into sports a little bit more. And then I'd get into like door knocking and selling things. I was just a kid, right? When I turned 16, I, I finally fully put, you know, a year's worth of time into one business. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my account at the end of the year, I had $300. Yeah. Right. I'd made basically nothing. I yeah. literally had profited $300. That's how I started. Years yeah. work. And I was like, man, where's the Lambo? <laughs> where's that? You know what I mean? All that sort of stuff. Where is it? And then it, it finally started to click. Like this stuff takes real time. It takes real, real effort and it, yes. and then it compounds. Of course. Because now $300 happens 
multiple times a day. But right. But also, you didn't. You didn't really. Um, yeah, you made nothing. But you also, you made a lot of experience. You had a lot of experience, and that's what you learned. And and that's kind of what you made. You you made. That's almost like an internship, a non-paid internship. Yeah. But you learned uh, way more than an internship, in my opinion. And I stayed alive. Yes. You know, which <laughs> I at the time didn't really realize how many businesses yeah. go under. But I stayed alive. I kept going. And the second yeah. year, it was like, okay, now we've done this much more than the other year. And then the next year, this much year than yes. the year before. But I think where people fall short in the mindset and in business is thinking that it happens a lot quicker than it does. It can happen quick. Probably not in your first business, though. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I agree. You, you probably hear about people that, oh, their, their business blew up. Like, my agency is about to. Like, we're, the track we're on is like, it's pretty crazy. Like it's going to blow up. Years of years of learning and right. It's been like two. This it's been, but it's been like two years before this this business, because this is the this is the newest business and it's going to be the biggest one so far. Mm-hmm. And it's been two years of figuring things out. Yeah. But I would also say it's like three four years before that of figuring other things out to get to those first two years. Yeah. Like the mental side of things, the competitive side of things. Like back in you know middle school, high school, I was obsessed with like this one video game, Clash of Clans. But it taught me, one, like, we used to build, like, this sounds nerdy, but we used to build, like, these clans. Mm-hmm. And we'd get random people from around the world to to join these this group of 50 people. That was that was a process of building a team. So that I, I learned lessons from that. I learned lessons from building Legos back in the day when I was a little kid. Yep. And lessons from sports. Lessons from, you know, college, dropping out and figuring out what I did and didn't want to do. Lessons from car sales. And that all kind of built up to the past two years. And now we're at this point where it's it's about to blow up one thing i'm now realizing about you maybe i'm wrong so correct me if i am wrong but you're better at most people at knowing what you don't want to do most people couldn't tell you what they don't want to do yeah you know what i mean yeah you know what you want to stay away from yeah am i wrong uh i think for the most part you're you're right you're focused like you're on a track you know what you don't want to do like we've already we've already seen in a couple of things that we've talked about like i don't want to work a job Mm -hmm. i don't want to invest in certain kinds of real estate we've already talked about yep i don't want to invest in certain kinds of you know different i don't know i don't maybe we talked about that or not i don't know but there's a lot of different things i do and don't want to do like the digital product things i I don't want to sell physical products Mm mm-hmm Exactly. At the time being, I will eventually. So do you think knowing what you don't want to do helped you get on this path to actual success and like realizing this is what I do want to do? I think it's a combination of knowing what you don't want to do and focusing exactly what and having that laser focus, the the sharp mind, the the driven attitude on exactly what I want, as well as knowing what I don't want to do. I love that. Yeah. I like that. Switching up a little bit. For sure. We've talked a little bit about investing in the pod. Mm-hmm. What are what's the goal? What are you trying to achieve? What am I trying to achieve with investing? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, I mean, I'll lay it all out for you. I mean, I'm not going to lay it all. Out. I'm not going to give my whole strategy. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm building businesses that I'm investing into a couple different things. I'll tell you the main things I'm investing in. It's going to be cryptocurrency mm-hmm. currently. It's going to be gold and gold and silver and real estate on a real estate on a large scale. And the goal with investing for me is to build cash flow systems. So everything for my business and investing currently, this is the next five year plan, is to build cash flow systems that pay me every month for the most part. Yeah. Other ones like crypto and gold and silver, I expect those to appreciate massively over the next five years. So those aren't gonna pay me every month, but they're gonna be a huge asset that I own. 
So, but the goal of that is to make a bunch of money, build a cash flow system that pays me every month. Like for real estate, my goal is 4,000 units. Like I want to be, I, I expect, not I don't want to, like I expect to be making a million a month, a million a week by the time I'm 25. That's the goal. That's like, I have to, 25, by the time I'm 25, but but you, you have to understand, right? That sounds, that sounds huge, but you have to understand like my trajectory, where do I want to be at 70? You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. I want to build this specific business that's going to take 50 years to build. I need to have this system set up so I can get to that place when I'm 70, 80 years old. So there, there's the rush, but it's also, it's not really a rush. It's a, it's just part of the process. So I want to build a cash flow system that I can then invest to, into brands, um, clothing brands. Uh, I have men's grooming brands ideas for um, luxury real estate. And other things like airlines and all that stuff. That's what I want to invest in. That's or that's what I want to own. I want to start businesses and brands, and that's with my name on it. Yeah. And that that's like the end goal, and to kind of make an impact. Um, for example, like I know a lot of people don't like him. I respect what he's done though. Donald Trump, right? With his business, he's got Trump on all his buildings. That's sick. That's so sick. I want to have that. Mm-hmm. Right. I want to have my, my last name up there, Rogers, or it's going to be Ruggiero is what the brand name is going to be. Cause that's like what it was spelled back in Italy where, where ancestors yeah. came from. But that's the goal is to, to have my name plastered everywhere and be known and just make an impact. Man, I got to step my goals up. <laughs> but I really it, do. But it starts with that cash flow system. I dude, we're on the exact same page with that. Right. I, I invest right now, right now. I work, right? I run a business. Mm-hmm. I generate my income right, through which, business. Which is a cash flow system in my opinion. Exactly. And then outside of my business, I don't invest in real estate right now because it's not really worth my time. Exactly. I haven't and found let's a talk deal. about that too. Okay. I haven't found a deal yet that's worth my time. So what I build a portfolio of dividend paying stocks. Okay. That just pay me money. I know I have, a, I have another friend he works so I met him through mm-hmm. social media marketing. He works at um, some banks. Or he works at a bank and he, he does uh, dividend investing and he does some social media marketing on the side. Yeah. And dividends for me, yeah. it takes no time because I built a you portfolio. You just put it in, you understand yeah. what works. It, it and took you're years good. of like learning. Yeah. But at this point now it's like, I have a portfolio that I believe in. It pays you every quarter. Every quarter, every month. I got yeah. some monthly stocks. I got some semi-annual stocks. And some, there you go. You know, That's all, that all matters. Stuff. But the point I'm trying to make is it doesn't pull me away from my business. It doesn't pull me away from the thing that has the most opportunity right now for yeah. me. You know, the the place that my time makes the biggest impact. Of course. So for you, you just said you want to talk on this. What at what point do you make the switch from putting your time into the business into yeah, putting let, it into investments? First let me ask you, yeah. Where what do you see as a good opportunity that's worth your time in real estate? In real estate? Yeah. It would have to be an incredible like cap rate or an incredible return on my money uh-huh. um, at a, at a large scale, at a large right? scale. So, so I don't want to be doing, I don't want to be in the city of Syracuse yeah. buying $35,000 houses to make, you know, cause 15% would be awesome, right? 20% would be awesome, Agreed. but I don't want to be making it's 20% on $35,000. It's not, it's not a, a, on a large scale because that amount of time, right? The, yeah. If it was like, just hand you a check, you're going to make me 25000 or I can go make 25000 mm-hmm. writing a check and then pulling my money out exactly. three months later. Great. Exactly. Awesome. I like that. But it's not like that. It's hours and hours and hours and hours of, of work. Tons right? of work. It's tons of work. And I, I'm not trying to get up on the roof. 
And if you... Be, like, yeah. I could. Like, I know that stuff. But I'm not trying to get up on the roof and go fix something. I would if... And I'm sure you would if it made sense. Yeah, but it, made, it just yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense at, at the scale that we're talking and about even right though now. You, I, I'm imagining you probably know how to do it, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I know how to do all that stuff. I don't know how to do it right now, but I know I know how to use the internet to yeah, teach okay, myself Of course, of course. You, you can learn I mean? anything on the internet. Yeah, I can learn how to fix a toilet on the internet. I can use my connections. So with, I actually want to get to that point next. Yeah. And so let me let me explain. You're asking what's worth my time. Yeah. Where do I see the opportunity? So I'll explain. I mentioned this earlier. I can start an Instagram page. Yep. I'm, I'm looking to start YouTube channel soon, which is another thing. But cash flow, digital real estate is what I call it. Those things run on autopilot um, for the most part. You can pay a virtual assistant a couple hundred bucks a month, and they'll run the whole thing for you because that's a ton of money to them, right? But but for us, we're making four or five grand off it. So that makes sense. With a single, a duplex, uh, a triplex, that's not possible here in, in Syracuse to make four or five thousand on it and it just doesn't make it that just doesn't make sense to me yeah right so what what does make sense you're trying to be like the rapper that gets the check and then goes and buys the real estate like gets that large sum yes of money but it's actually. also like it it is real estate in a sense it's digital real estate like manhattan two three hundred years ago that was cheap that was cheap <laughs> but now it's now it's expensive. Now mm-hmm. it's you, you're not getting in there without a lot of millions of dollars. Yeah. Right. Same thing with Instagram. Same with same thing with Facebook. Like f- people think Facebook is old. People think fa- Facebook is dying. Facebook is not dying. Facebook is not old. Facebook is young. Zuck's Face- not gonna let that thing. Facebook die. is cheap. YouTube is young. YouTube is cheap. Google, like ranking on Google. Google's young. Google's cheap right now. Still, it's still cheap. It used to be cheaper, but it's still cheap. Imagine 50 years from now. When some of these platforms are still around, they're going to be expensive. They're going to be Manhattan. So that's where investing, establishing brands that pay you every week, every month, every day on these platforms where you can sell products or you can you know, sell ad space, that's huge. So I, I consider it a form of real estate. It's digital real estate. And then I'm going to roll all that into actual real estate where the margins and everything is way bigger when you buy those 100 units, 200 unit complexes. Mm-hmm. Where where it make the numbers make sense on real estate? Do you have a target place in mind? Do I have it that you want to invest in, like a Manhattan, like a Miami, or is that that you'll figure out when the time comes? When the time it? comes, I'll probably figure it out. Um, I am building some connections. I have connections in Ohio. I have some connections out in California. I have some connections in Miami. Probably for the most part, probably a warm place. Um, yeah, you said that you like you like the warm. Yeah, weather. yeah, I like the trying warm to place. get out of cues. N- not necessarily like. I do see a lot of opportunity here, mm-hmm. um, and I will invest here in my in my own things. Like I'll probably build here rather than like I want to build this city. The city needs, but we also got to understand there's cycles. Like the cost of living here in California is massive, so people are going to cheaper places now. But that cycle will repeat, and people will then come back when the cost of living gets cheaper here. It's all a cycle, yeah. and it may take fifty years. Mm-hmm. But but things will happen. Well, that's like what we were talking about in the last meeting. There's people from Dubai investing in Syracuse. There's people from other states investing right. in Syracuse, right? Um, it's really interesting. The biggest thing I, I, I see that we need here is an actual industry that creates jobs. So it can't be a consumer-based industry like the mall. Like the mall is huge. It's great. But it doesn't, it doesn't like, it, it's not an actual industry that creates something. It's just a consumer hub. What about the people that work there? 
yes, it's good, but what happens when a recession hits mm-hmm. and nobody's buying from there anymore? People are buying from Amazon now, right? But it's still a consumer, a consumer-based economy. We need industry, we need factory, we need factories. We need we need that type of stuff, in my opinion, to grow population. So then we can grow and build and bring in new and, and, and a vibrant Syracuse. That's my opinion. So you're but. saying something like, let's say an Amazon warehouse, for example, would be the sort of thing that really makes this city. It would help, mm-hmm. but it's still, you have to understand. I'm trying like, to understand what right, you're saying. Right, right. Amazon, those, those factories, like an Amazon factory, they don't really create their own product. I would say a factory like back in the, when the industrial revolution was happening, we need factories like that. Everything's overseas. Everything's overseas now. We need actual manufacturing. We need an industry that Syracuse can rely on. Like we used to be the salt city, right? That that was huge for our city. Yeah. Now we're, we just have a declining population. We can't we can't rebuild our city, in my opinion, until the population starts increasing, and that won't increase until we have sustainable jobs that are based on a sustainable industry like manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's interesting. I've never heard that take before. That's that's my opinion, at yeah. least. Maybe I'm wrong, but that, that's my thoughts. Yeah, no, I mean, it makes all the sense in the world, hypothetically, but I don't know how something like that actually happens. I'm just uninformed about Neither it. Neither do I. Yeah, okay, Neither do fair I, right? enough. Maybe when the time comes, yeah. I'll set up my headquarters for a manufacturing of the brand I want to build. Maybe I'll mm-hmm. bring it all in-house and set it up here and start creating industry, start creating opportunity for other people. But obviously there's other problems that go along with yes. With like finding talent, right? Like finding talent. limited talent. I think there's, there's a lot of talent here. I agree. Trust yeah. me. I love the city. Don't get me wrong, but clearly you're yeah. not going to find all the talent here that you would find in. Yeah, a, I, I actually have a different take on the talent as well. Okay. Um, when when hiring people, when I when we bring like most of the the people we work with right now as quote unquote employees, mm-hmm. they're virtual assistants. But we're going to be able to do six figures a month with virtual assistants. Pretty, pretty easily. So you're saying but, the workplace is being like... The workplace is being very disrupted right now, but also finding talent is is interesting. I think the best talent is the talent that we probably create. We probably create and teach people to do exactly what we're doing. And then they work for us. We teach people. I think, I think that's... Someone that's looking for opportunity, someone that wants to learn, that would be with us for three, four years before they go and do their own thing. That's that's more what I'm looking for than just somebody that that in certain aspects. So you're investing in people as well. You're investing your time into building. We will a be. Team. We will be. Okay, you will more be. more so. But the the team we have right now is for the most part virtual. Okay. Yeah, dude, this has been fascinating. Yeah. Like, let me just say, as someone who grew up around it, but I'm not in it. Right. Yeah. I my for the last four years, I've supported digital brands. I've supported by by making the physical products. Of right? course. Um, it's fascinating to hear your take on it. And also, you have a very different take than a lot of the big voices in this right now. Because a lot of people are saying, oh, it's switching. It's changing. It's dead. This is dead. This is like gone. What? This is old. Like what? Like Facebook. Everybody's like, get on TikTok. TikTok sure, sure. There's opp- See, here's the thing. There's opportunity in TikTok. But if you're trying to make Facebook work right now, Finish trying to make Facebook work before you decide it's not working. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't think you should just jump and, and try and do everything. I think, I really think it's going all in on one thing, working at it, and then expanding. That's so every client, every client we have, we always, for the most part, start with Instagram. We build a big Instagram brand. We get all the data. We find their ideal customer, and then we jump into Facebook and Facebook ads. And it's a perfect formula for us. 
and and for our clients. But we do one thing, and then we expand. Okay, I like that, my man. At where should somebody start? Where should somebody start? Let's say we're talking to the kid that's listening to this right now. He's yeah. In maybe he's in college and hates it. Maybe he's in yeah. high school deciding whether or not to go to college or yeah. start. Where does somebody even begin, in yeah. your opinion, on on creating a, a life question. of their dreams? Yeah, it's a on, good question. On, on manifesting so I don't, so everything. Let's keep in mind, I have not created a life of my dreams yet. I'm on the. I think I believe I'm on the right path. I think I'm on the right path, but I haven't done it yet. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I've I've seen some success. All right, that that's the. I'll just preface it right. Yeah. But I have a really, really, I have really, really big goals. Like some people, the life of their dreams is to make five, six, seven grand a month, get a nice wife, have some kids, and just live happy, right? Right. No, I mean that. And there's nothing wrong. So I think, I think where, this is my opinion. Yeah. I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Right. Because some people like to pretend they have all the answers. This is how you build the life of your dreams. I don't want to be one of those guys because I'm not, and I don't have all the answers. But in my opinion, and this is how I'm doing it, it starts with, okay, where are my goals? Where, where, where do I want to be before I die? What do I want to be remembered as? And then I work back from there. It's a legacy game. Yeah, Dude, I think so. I'm the same way, too, because when I think about these systems that I'm building, yeah. right, cash flow systems, as yes. you call them, I'm I don't thinking really, about my yeah. grandkids. Yeah, I don't really, like, okay, so when I'm building the cash flow systems, I don't really want to be known for that. Okay. I don't really want to be known for, I just built some brands on Instagram, like some pages that are just cash flowing money. I don't want to be known for, oh, I just bought apartment buildings. So 50 no. years from now, what are we going to know Nick Rogers for? <laughs> um, well, we'll see. It depends on, pff, depends on where technology is at. depends on where social media is at. Um, because, oh my God, where things are going, let me explain this. So imagine, um, let's talk about virtual this is really virtual real estate, virtual reality for a second. When you put those goggles on, people are going to be in there just like they're on Instagram for five, six hours a day, just like on Twitter and YouTube and they're watching all that. They're going to be in those glasses for hours on end, right? At a certain point, maybe there's a, a, a virtual world. Maybe it's a perfect landscape of this world and you can fly around and, and look at everything. At that point, like let's say somebody, the, the technology is going to be crazy where they can go into this world with the goggles on or they'll sit in a chair or whatever. I don't know how it's going to work. Or maybe they'll have a chip in their brain. But they'll be able to visit. Like, I, I just came back from Miami. It was warm there. It was beautiful. I was on a jet ski. I was hanging out. They'll be able to do that through the goggles, through the chip in their brain. So where does that, you know, you know do you, maybe maybe the digital real estate in that point is owning digital real estate within that some kind of simulation or something. You, you know, I don't know where it's going, yeah. but but think about that. That's Stuff crazy. like that's going to be there where they can put the chip in their brain or put the goggles on and they'll be there in an instant and they won't have to go and spend thousands of dollars to go travel mm-hmm. to it. So, so where, Nick, where will Nick I be Rogers known? Rogers will be written across <laughs> the visual or the virtual building. No, no, no. But, <laughs> but um, um, I think in 50 years, hopefully that Nick Rogers made an impact um, on society. Maybe he was president. I don't know. <laughs> um, maybe. And that's another thing. Like, remember I was telling you, like, I believe I can do anything. I, yeah. I believe I could probably be president one day. Like, it's just like, mm-hmm. maybe it sounds ridiculous, but I think everyone should have that crazy belief in themselves that they can do anything. Cause then nothing's impossible. Like what, what is, you know what I'm saying? What a fucking soundbite. <laughs> you know, nothing's impossible. 
I love it. I love it. Is there anything we um, haven't hit? Is that let, anything let me, you want to say? Me, let me finish yeah. my thought yeah. there. Yeah. Please. Where will I be in 50 years? Uh, I'll have a brand that, you know, that, that is all-encompassing, all-encompassing, a luxury brand. Um, I'll hopefully have helped a lot of people. And I'll have a legacy and, you know, hopefully a family that that's, you know, generous and left behind something good. Just made an impact. I love it. I love it. Is there anything we haven't touched on? Because you do so much. So many um, different things. Is there anything, is there anything you want to say? haven't touched on. Anything you need to say before we sign off? No, I, I don't think so. I think I said most of it is like nothing's impossible if you just go for it, right? Believe in yourself. It. And if you get to that point, it's just... It's crazy because, like, I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do? Like, in terms of I could really do anything. Mm -hmm. And as you get to that point, it's just crazy. It's crazy. Dude, I hope I hope everybody gets 5% of the confidence, <laughs> man, because it would be it would really be game changing. But and I don't mean to be like cocky or anything. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like that's I just believe in myself. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I think everyone should. That's also self-awareness, right? Yeah. You're very self-aware. You're very, it's not easy. Right, like I'm not going to go, like I'm five feet four, five feet five. I'm not going to go dunk a basketball. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> maybe with through some training, I could grab rim or something like, mm. but I'm not going to, like, it's not realistic for me to play in the NBA right now, in my opinion, right? Unless I was super, super yeah. good at basketball, yeah. but, I, but I'm not. So yeah, self-awareness, 100%. I love it. My man, thank you for doing this. Yeah, of Is course, bro. Anything, this is fun. Anything else? Cool. Nah. My man. Thank you so much. Of course, man. Um that was fun. This has been free coffee with Rob Riley and Nick Rogers. Yeah. Giving app dropping absolute gems today. <laughs> Dude. That was fun. This is so this is gonna go live tomorrow. Okay. Um I'm stoked. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you're still sticking around, Nick, drop your socials, drop what you um, want people to follow, check you out at. You can find me, you know, mostly on uh Instagram and Twitter is where I put up content and it's not that often yet. Like I said, it'll happen eventually, but it's at Nick RGRS on all platforms. If you want to find me or on LinkedIn, we're being connected on a business scale. Boom. My man. Thank you very much. Of course, man. Until next time. Appreciate it. Three years from now, we'll get the update <laughs> and it'll be insane. I'm so stoked for you. Yeah, I'm we'll see where we're at in three it. years. I'm excited to cool. see it happen. Maybe, maybe we're doing business together, so we'll Boom. see. Awesome. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. I'll catch you on the next one. Peace.